Greetings and salutations, listener, and welcome to another edition of the Coco and Dolls podcast, where real people doing real reviews. Funny. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not Coco, as you may have guessed. Are we still going to roll or are we going to redo that? No, let's keep going. Okay. All right. I'm not adults. And in this special edition of the podcast, listener, I mean, they're all special, really. They are. But in this episode, which is episode 093 for those counting, uh, and I know, listener, you are counting, um, we are talking about The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 1. Coco, can you, with your much adept skill and knowledge of this franchise, Please provide us with a summary. All right. So like Dalt said, it's season two, episode episode one, uh, titled Chapter Nine, The Marshal. <gasps> In season one, at the very end of season one, uh, Mando was tasked with finding Baby Yoda's people and returning him to them. So uh, the Mandalorian finds out that there is allegedly another Mandalorian on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. So he goes to Tatooine, which is always a good time. He finds out <laughs> that... Have you been to Tatooine? <laughs> well, I like seeing Tatooine. Oh, okay. So. It's familiar to you. Yeah, exactly. It's nostalgia. All right. So he goes to Tatooine. He's told about, uh, allegedly, there was maybe a Mandalorian in this old town called Mos Pelago, which is no longer on any maps of Tatooine. So Mando and Baby Yoda go to Mos Pelago to find the other Mandalorian who is there, although not a Mandalorian. Mm. It's Timothy Oliphant playing a character called Cobb Vanth, Mm -hmm. who bought the uh, Mandalorian armor off some Jawas. Uh, Because of course he did. Because of course he did. So Mando wants the Mandalorian armor back because a Mandalorian is not wearing the armor. He and Timothy Oliphant are about to scuffle. Mm -hmm. But then it turns out there is a crate dragon who is, you know, wreaking havoc in the region, and so the is pe- that the name of it? A crate dragon? Yes. Okay. So the people of Most Pelago team up with the Tuscan Raiders to defeat the crate dragon. Uh, spoiler alert: At the end of the episode, they defeat the crate dragon. Uh, Timothy Oliphant says that he'll give the Mandalorian armor back to Mando if they can do this. So Mando speeds off in his speeder with the Mandalorian armor, no closer to finding an actual Mandalorian to help him. <laughs> find out how to get Baby Yoda back to his people. But the last scene of the episode is... You're not going to say it, are you? Oh, I'm totally going to say it. This is not the summary, then. This is the synopsis. <laughs> this is the this is the story itself. Well, you know, people got to know what they're going to watch. <laughs> so the very last shot of the episode is Boba Fett, who everybody thought was Sarlacc food in Return of the Jedi... But it is apparently not, and that was his armor that Cobb Vanth was wearing. Boba Fett watches Mando speed off with his armor in the sunset. So the giant worm guy is... The crate dragon. The crate dragon is the size... Like, he's massive. He's... Uh, we can't state enough how big he is. Yeah, he's pretty... He actually... He's living in an abandoned sarlacc pit mm-hmm. because apparently he ate the sarlacc. So this is how big he is. So he's yeah. not a sarlacc. Is he no. like a relation to the sarlacc? Because they kind of look similar. I don't know. They have like teeth and they kind of look like a worm. He kind of looks like that thing... Uh, ooh, was it in... Was it Return of the Jedi or was it... Uh, 
mm-hmm. empire when uh, they're on the asteroid thing. Yeah, when they're in the asteroid thing, and it turns out they landed in a worm, and they have to like gun the falcon to get out of it before it eats them. Right. So there's a lot of worm monsters. So is there yeah. like a is there a hate? To, uh, is there an association of worm lovers that is protesting the Star Wars franchise because? They got some worm hate going on. There's a, a lot of crazy stuff going down in the outer rim. So uh, yeah, Whoa, not a euphemism. I was going to say, is that <laughs> not are we a still euphemism. talking about? <laughs> are we still talking about Mandalorian? Yeah. So, <laughs> we did have chili last night. So, so uh, <laughs> what did you think of Mandalorian season two, episode one, The Marshal? Well, what what did you think? I just no. I I want you to go first this time. Okay. Well, I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. Um, it just like I know everything that John Favreau is doing with this series always comes back in the future. So mm-hmm. I know you don't cast like Timothy Oliphant if you're not going to use him again. Um, right. So I know that somehow we're going to see the Marshal probably come back in the future. Um, and obviously, Boba Fett is going to come back at some point, although I don't know if now Boba Fett is going to be, you know, playing a huge role in this season or if he's just going to like pop in and out maybe a little bit. I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It just it seemed like a filler episode. Like <laughs> right. we can't just get Mando en route to baby Yoda's people immediately we have to he has to go on an adventure it's kind of like those couple episodes in season one Mm -hmm. where Mando has successfully gotten baby Yoda away from like Werner Herzog but they can't like do anything climactic for another couple episodes so we're just going to have intergalactic adventures for a couple episodes it kind of felt like that even though you have the return to Tatooine you have the setup with Boba Fett I'm like i I don't know. It just and some of the special effects, like when uh, Mando and the Marshal were s- speeding along in the speeders, <laughs> yeah. some of the special effects looked a little bit wonky. Yeah, which is kind of surprising because I that was not the case in season one. So I'm not sure if this is because some of the effects were done during lockdown and maybe they didn't have access to everything they needed. They were or, like drop boxed to the <laughs> right. Totally, <laughs> they did the special effects in their house and then they drop boxed them to the studio. Right, totally. So I mean, it was. It was fine. Like I didn't, I didn't love it. It just, it felt like a setup for the rest of the season. Like, and it, I didn't especially feel as though it was needed. So I'm very glad that we didn't talk about this beforehand because I had very similar feelings. But I thought maybe because you're such a huge fan that I'd be sleeping <laughs> on the couch for a week if I were to express my true feelings about it. Listener, I'm the reason why we have Disney Plus and we're watching The Mandalorian. <laughs> like, dogs could not div- give two craps. Speaking of the Outer Rim, about. <laughs> About the Mandalorian, but I was the one who was like, I'm going to pay for Disney Plus so that we can watch this because I, I'm i a bit of a Star Wars nerd. I uh, I completely agreed with your, uh, with your uh, idea there that this w- felt like a filler, like your assessment that this was a filler because I had that same feeling and I thought, but this is the first one of the new season. Right. How can it be a filler? Like it just felt like it was not picking up the mantle from the last season. The last no. season was really good. Like yeah. I, I had low expectations going in as, as you might've gathered uh, listener um, just because I'm not huge on the star Wars universe and it actually entertained me. It was, it was interesting. It was irreverent. I thought directing was really good. The characters compelled me. I like the, I like the poking the fun at the star Wars franchise. Like when the, 
when the stormtroopers were sitting there idly <laughs> trying to pick off the bottle or whatever it was and they were missing you know like just it stuff. was like five feet away from them and they couldn't hit it and it was know? just typical of like well everybody knows stormtroopers are the worst shoot right, totally. worst shooters in the universe so it, that was really good and i didn't get any of that in this one john favreau written wrote and directed this particular episode the last season they had an all-star cast of directors assisting favreau um and like you said, Coco, I think there's something coming. You know, he's setting things up. But I thought, I, I, I was cringing at the acting. I thought Tim Elephant was terrible. I thought Amy Sedaris was terrible. I, yeah, like, I just, she was trying to be funny. Everybody that, was yeah. like first take acting. And it was just, I, I was really surprised because yeah. the past season, like I said, I didn't see any of that. Like I'm, I'm, I've got my antennae up on this franchise because it's, notorious for bad acting in the early going <laughs> and some of you know the acting hasn't been great uh it's it sort of made fun of for a lot of uh, a lot of the acting in the past so you know my antenna is up for that kind of thing and i didn't notice that in the first season i didn't i, I wasn't like oh that's bad you know like mm-hmm. it just i was yeah. more i was more impressed with the story and the scenes and the and the uh, action and everything like that the acting didn't distract me the acting totally distracted me from this uh, from enjoying this and you, you hit the nail on the head with the special effects there was one scene where they were on those uh, motorbikey things and it was like i it looks like somebody drew that like it, it <laughs> right totally. it looked like somebody forgot to put a layer on top you know where they do the layers of the <laughs> yeah yeah you know it's like they uh-huh. looks like they missed a layer of coloring or something like that and it just didn't it left me a little bit worried about the rest of the yeah. season because it was like is this the first episode mm-hmm. of the new season what's yeah. the rest of the season going to be like i mean i understand we're in challenging times here and it's hard to make good stuff uh with the conditions we're in but at the same time it's still Disney. <laughs> yeah, this this felt like it should have been in an eight episode season, like episode four or five or right, six, exactly. not episode one. Yeah. Like, and I realize season one was so outstanding across the board and like so revelatory right. in what you could do that season two was perhaps inevitably a come down. Mm-hmm. But I didn't expect it to be. I mean, it was fine. It was you know, it was entertaining, but it was fifty four minutes. It was which too I, long. Which I believe at this point might be actually the longest episode of the yeah. entire series because yeah. usually they run in like the forty five to fifty minute range. Yeah. So, yeah, I was just I was I was disappointed. I'm not gonna lie. I was disappointed, and I, the things that I liked the most about the first season were not in there. So we didn't have Carl Weathers, who. When you were saying the thing about the acting, I'm like, well, he could be a little bit hammy yeah, he in could season be hammy, one, but, but not like in a cringy way, yeah, you know? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I thought know. he was okay in season one. Like, I didn't think he was going to win an Emmy or an right. Oscar or anything like that, but I thought he was still pretty good. And um, I, I and, and the actress who played... Uh, Gina Carano. And Gina Carano. I thought she was fantastic in that first season. And I know she's coming. I know they're both coming back in this season, but I didn't see either one of them in this episode. And right. I was I was kind of disappointed. And the and the Baby Yoda thing is, I know that you're a huge Baby Yoda fan. Um, and that was the novelty factor in the first season was, oh, there's there's Yoda as a baby. And <laughs> and now we're seeing the same sort of thing. And it's, and it's kind of like, okay, let's... I want to see Baby Yoda's character develop more. I wanted to see Baby Yoda vanquish the Kray Dragon. I'm like, right. you got Baby Yoda. Right. You know what he can do. Right. Like, why don't you just be like, hey, child. <laughs> just light this, this guy on fire and yeah. we're all going home. Right. Like, don't, you know, 
be swallowed whole by the crate dragon and then light it up with TNT or whatever. Right. You know, I don't know. It's right. just get, although maybe Baby Yoda is like do no harm. So, well, peace and and love and all that sort of stuff. I was also a little bit disappointed in the Tusken Raiders all of a sudden becoming allies because they were you know bad guys in the past. Yeah, but I can see how like in a harsh climate like that, you have a mutual enemy like. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. I can I can see how you would make an alliance right. to take down something like that. So that didn't that didn't bother me as much. You're deeper than I am. I was just like, that's a Tuscan Raider. You know what they've done? And I don't even I don't even know. I mean, I just have that one image of the Tuscan Raider with his with his uh, fork, uh, whatever that thing yeah, was. The, yeah, the staff hanging. The yeah. staff thing, like it was like a pitchfork kind of thing, and he was waving it over his head. And, and there's this scene in the original Star Wars, and they run the same scene over, so he's like. They run it forward and then they run it backward. That's that's what he's doing, right? In that one scene, is they go, and I was like, I, I don't want that. I don't want him him to be a good guy. But and some of them get gobbled up by the massive yeah. crate worm guy. But I don't know. I, I yeah, I I think it was too long. I think it was poorly acted, and I just you know I just I didn't enjoy it at all. I just wow compared to, it's compared to the last season. You know, if if this had been the first one I had seen, I probably would not watch the Mandalorian. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it was it was really harsh words from Dalt. And it was also very uh ex- there was it was just like a it was like a TV episode of Battlestar Galactica in the, in the old days. You know what I mean? Like it's just and here we are and the sun is rising and oh no, there's a there's a worm and we're going to solve this problem by the end <laughs> of the episode. And it was just like it didn't have any sort of thread. And it was no story thread. Like you said in your uh, summary was that when we got through the episode, we weren't really any farther ahead right. in the in the story trajectory than we were before we started it. And it was just kind of like, to me, it almost could have been part of the last season in in maybe the mm-hmm. second last episode or something yeah. like that. You know, it just, it didn't, it felt like filler, like you said. Yeah. Wow. So what would you, uh, this is actually surprising because I didn't read, um, I only read a couple reviews of episode one. Um, but all of the headlines that I read, like everybody seemed to love it. Oh yeah, and, yeah. I'm I'm reading that too. I'm reading a lot of praise from it, and I just I don't know. I'm not. I'm never one to follow the crowd, uh, but especially in this case, when I have my own opinion. We do tend to have opposite opinions of a lot of people. Like we freaking loved Ad Astra, and right. nobody else did. And we, <laughs> I thought that was a brilliant movie. We do tend to go our own way a lot. So. But that's okay. That's why listener is here to get an unvarnished, different take on things. That's right. So what would you uh, give? Episode one, chapter nine, the marshal. I'd give this like half a dead crate worm. Well, that's still pretty massive though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like a quarter of a lightsaber up. I'd, I'd give this like a, uh, I don't know, like, yeah. I can't even think, I'm, I'm so rattled by the. Wow. Like maybe a, a Jawa shoe. <laughs> wow. Half a Jawa shoe. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's trying to speak my language, so yeah, I appreciate that. I don't know if it worked or not, but uh, I'm working on it. I'd give it like a C. Oh, so you're that's pretty low for you. Yeah, I know. Usually I'm in like the A to B range yeah. if I really like something. And then if I really hate something, that's when you know I'm like, yeah, D minus. But I'd, ooh, yeah, I'd give it a C. Wow. Okay. So that's, so they, so. This might be my least favorite episode of all the Mandalorian episodes oh, yeah, so far. Mine by far too, I think. This is my least favorite of this season too. Oh, well, that's that's a low bar to clear for the next, like, seven episodes. So. I was just really disappointed. I, like, I could see the acting. I could see the effects, and I could see the 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 story not advancing at all. You know, it just... Yeah. it It's kind of like 
how I feel about The Last Jedi. Like a long right. time for nothing to happen. <laughs> right. I mean, we got the setup with Boba Fett. Right. You know. But, but how could they have done that? They could have just done that with him in the opening scene of the next episode. Right. As totally. a silhouette. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, is that who I think it was? And then you're guessing for the entire episode whether he's coming or not. You know what right. I mean? Like, so, I don't know. John Favreau's got some work to do. John, call us. We've got some ideas. That's right. Netflix. We can totally take over the show. Right. Lucasfilm, we're your guys. Yeah. And this is Disney Plus, by the way. Yes. This is Disney Plus. Oh, God, did I say... I said Netflix just now, but did I say Netflix at the beginning of the episode? I can't remember. I can't remember either. I was too dazzled by your beauty to really pay attention to what was going on. <laughs> so uh, and I think we'll just dispense with the where to find us because this is supposed to be a quick episode. So <laughs> unless you have anything else to offer, Coco. No, I got nothing. Okay. Except to say that I'm not adults. And so we're going to review all of these episodes one by one as they come out. So just stay tuned for season two, episode two, when it comes out. Next week. Next week. So stay tuned, listener. Thanks for joining us. I'm not Coco. And I'm still not Dalton.